Are you on the right path for you? How do you know? A lot has been written on the topic of how to be on the right path, but I think there's an important piece that's missing when people contemplate that question and perhaps a better alternative way to even think about it. Stay tuned. Welcome to CEO on the go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. Welcome back to another episode. I'm so excited to talk about this topic, especially as we approach the end of the year and the beginning of a new year. It's a natural time to think about the path that you're on, however you want to define that. Uh, and what might need to change. So I'm thinking this might be a good episode to share with family or friends you know who feel like they're at some kind of crossroad or just thinking through what's next. It's appropriate for people at any phase in their life or work at any age, actually. And it's especially relevant to think about the right path in a leadership context uh, or on a personal and business level if you're an executive. Uh, you know, on a personal level, how do you know if you're on the right path in your career? Some of my clients admit that they're thinking about making some kind of change. Some are contemplating retirement or partial retirement, or some are considering some kind of new iteration of their role. And in your business, how do you know if your team is on the right path or your organization or your business as a whole? Some teams are exploring ways to reinvent what they're doing or how they're going about it. They're assessing new possible paths, new directions to head in. I see too many people thinking they have to choose one way or another, A or B, but you always have more choices than you realize. Seems like there's a quote, right way for everything. But I think the real concern is being wrong. No one likes to be wrong. And and the real fear is having regrets, perhaps when you're looking back. I personally don't like the idea of, of thinking about one right path but I do think it's important to pay more attention to how you feel in the process, to know if you're getting warmer toward what you really want, or maybe you're moving away from it. You know, when I was a child, my parents would send me out of the room so that they could hide an object in that room. It could be something like a pen. Then they'd let me come in to see if I could find it. Every time I'd get close, they'd say, you're getting warmer, you're getting warmer. And then I'd move to another place in the room and they'd say, oh, now you're getting colder. Oh, now you're really cold. Sometimes it would take me a while and then they'd have to give me a clue. They'd say, well, it could be near a window or look for something red. Often the object was in plain sight somewhere, but I just couldn't see it. And they, they did the same thing with our Christmas tree. It's a tradition that we had in our family for years where my parents would hide a special ornament in the tree. It looked like a little snowball. As a child, the tree seemed like a forest. There was so much green to see and to get through all the branches. They'd have to give me feedback. They'd say, well, it could be a little higher or it could be close to a silver bell ornament. When I eventually found the snowball, you could open it up and find a little surprise inside, like a little sleeping elf or a piece of candy or cash inside. So it was really exciting. I think we have similar experiences as adults trying to find what we really want, believing something is out there that we want, but we don't always know if we're moving toward it. And in many ways, we may feel like we're stuck or even going backwards. 
Now, I think you know if you're on the right path when you check your indicators. It's kind of like looking at your own personal dashboard. I know I talk about that concept a lot. Um, And I thought it might be helpful for me to share or reshare some of the signs that I experience when I feel like I'm getting warmer, when I'm getting closer to that right path. And I encourage you to think about your own signs or indicators as you're listening. Yours won't necessarily be the same as mine, but some some may be. So and and I'll I'll just share four for the sake of time. But one indicator for me is that I'm feeling good most of the time that I'm feeling hopeful or optimistic, that I I have a positive expectation about something, maybe even an eagerness. So here's a good test. Look at your calendar this week, or maybe for the whole month and see who are the people that you'll be seeing, the kinds of meetings that you're having, the way that you're spending your time. How do you feel about that? Do you feel good and excited and eager? Or is there some dread? (laughs) So think about how you're filling your time. And it could be with people, or it might even be some alone time. You know, some of the time when I feel my best is when I'm just reading or writing by myself. But to make sure that you have in your schedule, those activities or time set aside to do what just makes you feel good. Number two, another indicator is that I'm learning something new or that I'm interested in. So, you know, I have a sense that I'm growing and expanding. That's a good indicator that I'm getting warmer. And it could even be a challenging situation. But the key is, I believe that I can work through it, (laughs) that I can overcome, that I'll be better off for it. So here's the test for that, that I ask myself, you know, is whatever I'm doing intellectually stimulating? Is it challenging my thinking in a good way? Is it helping me improve? And my latest test since I host this podcast is have I learned something that I could share with others on the podcast? So that's a really important element for me is to consider what I'm learning. A third indicator that lets me know I'm getting warmer is that I'm surrounding myself with people that I love and enjoy being with, those I can learn from, people who inspire me, people who make me laugh. You know, research shows that meaningful connections support longer lifespans. So as we get older, we tend to look at more quality over quantity relationships. So the test is to consider who the people are that you're spending the most time with. And how would you rate the quality of those relationships? Maybe something needs to shift. Number four, the fourth indicator that lets me know I'm getting warmer is that I feel like I'm making a difference of some kind a positive impact. And this is the trickiest test because you don't really ever know what impact you're making. Positive feedback is great when you get it. It's especially nice, but you don't always get that. So you have to do a gut level check. In the absence of any feedback, do I feel like I'm making a difference? And the qualification here is, do I feel like I'm making a difference in the way I want to? So I'm not out to change the world. I am out to make a positive difference in the lives of people who I engage with in my life and work, and that includes you as a podcast listener. So those are four (laughs) that I can share with you. You could argue that those signs reflect my personal values, and I think that they do. And I've learned that everything we want, whether it's a better job, better relationship, better business, better home, better career, we want it because we think that we'll feel better when we have it. But it's truly the emotion that we're looking for, not the stuff or the person or the circumstances. So the missing piece to think about that I referenced earlier is the real emotion or the state of being that you want to be very aware of that. 
And you might think, well, I already know what that is, Gail. I want to be happy or I want to be successful. And I think words like happiness or success, they, they're vague and fluffy. So I would suggest that you be more specific and paint the picture, fill in the details to the extent that you can about what it really looks like and feels like what you're seeing and doing in your future state. I did a whole other episode on your future state. <laughs> um, and, and that's one of the processes that I enjoy most when working with executives and organizations is helping them create and clarify that picture. When I'm working with organizations, they'll often say things like, well, we want to be number one or best in our field or top leader in our industry. But what does that really mean? We have to dig deeper. We have to think about who are your ideal customers or clients? What is the ideal business? in the future, the ideal team or department or organization to really describe that. So once that's clear, you can make better choices. So I like the idea of thinking about how to make good choices versus how can I get on the right path? Do you hear the difference? The better question might be, how can I make the best choice that aligns with what I really want? So the key is alignment first. I think that's the better question. Am I making a choice that aligns with my vision and values? Because the path is really just the path. You assign judgment, good, bad, right, or wrong. I like the idea of not thinking about a path as a right or wrong way. The truth is we are all on a path that's a continuum that's simply changing over time. You know, I could say I was on a corporate path and now I'm on an entrepreneurial path. But I, I personally like thinking of it as one big path, an ongoing path, because everything that I've experienced and learned along Along the way, the good and the challenging experiences have helped shape who I am. And who I am is the impetus for determining in which direction I want to go next. So it's not as though I'm a constant static being trying to get on the quote, right path going from point A to B in a linear way. That's how we often think about a path, you know, whether it's a straight line or a curvy path. Instead, I am dynamic, changing, growing. So I need to make choices that align with who I am now and what I want now. And the path is always changing too. I think so many of us forget that. What you think it will look like in the future will likely change anyway. Look at any traditional career path. It will be changed or reinvented a lot sooner than you realize. The same goes for how we live our lives. I just listened to um, a nice podcast interview with Morgan Housel, and he was saying home ownership is changing. You know, it seemed like that was the path that everyone wanted to be on, uh, that home ownership was considered to be a great investment. And he was bringing up uh, factors to consider now, like your lifestyle and whether or not you want to travel and experience new places and was arguing the value of apartment living, depending on where you are in your life and career. So, you know, be careful about buying into ideas about paths that traditionally have seemed to be the best ones. Be careful about buying into, you know, the popular ideas. I see so many young people trying to follow their parents' career path. So I just say, uh, be careful. Be sure you're on your own path. The, the idea of a path implies something more predictable, something that's been formed by uh, people who've gone before you you know, a, a trail. And there are trends that can be predictable, like the growth of technology and the aging population and those kinds of, of hard trends, but paths are not necessarily predictable. So I think you should trust yourself to blaze your own trail, your own path. Don't try to fit yourself onto a path that's worked for someone else if it's not really reflecting who you are and what you really want. And here's another little secret. 
even people who appear to be on the right path deep down know that they're not. Your own path will unfold and you'll know how to navigate it the more awareness you have about who you are and what you really want and how you feel along the way. Yes, feelings and emotions matter. And by the way, self-awareness is one of the greatest attributes you can have as a leader. The leaders who tend to struggle the most that I see are the ones who lack self-awareness. That could be a whole other podcast episode. I digress. My point is to focus less on the path itself and more on building and growing who you are, which brings me to the last idea I want to offer today. Instead of path, I like the idea of thinking about how you're creating your own portfolio. You know, I came from the investment and financial services industry, so that's common language in the field. You know what your investment portfolio looks like. It's diversified, hopefully. Um, You're aware of your risk tolerance. Ideally, you'll want something in your life portfolio that gives you a variety of short-term and long-term gains, some part of your portfolio that's more stable, you know, just like having fixed rates in your investment portfolio. So what's the stability in your life that you need to find or strengthen? You may think it's found through other people that you trust, or maybe you've got you know, a strong nest egg, so you think you've got financial stability, but I don't think true stability is found there or in anything outside yourself. Instead, I think it lies within you. I think building inner strength and resilience and building your faith is where true stability lies and true growth happens. Growing yourself as a leader and just as a human being helps you withstand whatever life brings. You are your greatest asset in your own portfolio. So you need to grow it, protect it, and leverage it. You are the only constant on your journey, no matter what it looks like. It could look like a path that represents that more linear approach to growth that I talked about, or perhaps it's a portfolio that represents exponential growth. You know, it's characterized by the compounding effect. Maybe you've got a portfolio that has different interesting components that change over time. I've had to remove some investments in mine and add new ones over time. And in a portfolio, you have different assets that may be less predictable, but in the long run, they'll pay off. So whether you think of yourself as being on your right path or growing your portfolio doesn't really matter. What matters most is who you're becoming in the process. If you can get curious and even excited about who you're becoming, you're doing great. And on that note, I'll leave you with one of my favorite quotes by John Shar. I know I've shared it before, but it's worth hearing again. He says, the future is not someplace we are going, but one we are creating. The paths are not to be found, but made. And the activity of making them changes both the maker and the destination. I hope you are changed for the better in your future, that you're becoming who you really want to be in the process of leading living your best life, and doing the work that matters to you. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, and doing the work that matters to you.